Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. I'm going to read from the book of Luke, chapter 5. I just want to get into this because I'm very straight to the point. Um, That song that they sang today, holy, 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 um, has been ministering to me all week. Um, Just because sometimes we forget uh, the God we serve and how powerful he is in our life. And I said, hey, can you guys sing that song, please? Just just sing it. So here we go. Andy, fill this place up with some music. Let's be spiritual right now. So Luke 5, verse 18 to 25. Here we go. We're going to read. You probably know this story already. Some men carry, carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. How many times have we tried to reach Jesus, but obstacles come our way? And we're like, God, this is hard. It's hard to pray sometimes, God. There's just so many things happening right now. We keep reading. It says, so they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd right in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. I'm going to read verse 20 one more time. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the men, Young men, your sins are forgiven. Verse 21. But the Pharisees, you always got Pharisees in your life. (laughs) But the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law said to them, Who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sin. Verse 22 says, Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, Why do you question this in your heart? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or to stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up and pick your mat and go home. 25 says, and immediately, and he Oh, that was, that was a little bit slower. And he, as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his bat, and went home praising God. Dear Heavenly Father, we just pray right now, Lord Father, that you allow this moment, Father, to be about you and only you, about the word, about what has happened, Father, 
thousands and thousands of years ago, Lord Father. We just pray, Lord Father, that you continue to protect us, Father, in all that we do, Father. And Father, I pray over my tongue, Father. I pray that you don't allow me to slur, Father, that each word that comes out of my mouth comes out clearly, Father. Father, and effectively, Lord Father. I pray, Father, for all those that are watching online, Father, that they continue to be blessed. Even though they're at home, they continue to be blessed. They can feel the same kind of environment and the same kind of atmosphere that's happening here right now at home, Father. We just pray over them, Father. And we all say, Amen. So again, like I said, Pastor Jose has been talking about, I need somebody to bring me down, has been talking about the friend Jesus loves. The title of this message is called The Breaking Point. The first point I want to make to you today is, as a friend, we need to have the kind of faith that initiates. As a friend, we need to have that kind of faith that initiates. You see, when Jesus arrived at the house in Capernaum, because that's where he was, his fame had spread far and wide due to his teachings and miracles. People heard of this man named Jesus. They heard that he was coming. On, a, on that specific day, though, there was a significant, significant gathering over somebody's house. There was some man's house. We don't know who that man's house was, but, but there was a man, and they were, they were there. They were partying, and Jesus was there, fellowshipping with everybody. He wasn't really partying. He was probably just teaching them all the time. But he was there. Jesus was there amongst them. And the Bible says his audience was formed of two basic groups. The two basic groups were, listen up, first group. The group who only wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. And then the second group, on the other hand, were the group compromised of the Pharisees and the teachers who was just there to see Jesus fail. The first group was what? Us. Us who are here today. Here waking up in the morning. <laughs> waking up to be in church. That was the first group. And then the second group were the people who just wanted to see Jesus fail. Oh, I hear myself. In simpler terms, they just wanted to be in his presence. Now, Luke 5, 17 says, and this is the verse right before we go into this story. One day he was teaching and there were some Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting there who had come from every, every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. The power of the Lord was present for him to perform what? But if we read the story, nothing was going on. They were just there because they wanted to be in the presence of Jesus. They were just there just to see Jesus fail. But verse 17 says that the power of the Lord was present for him to perform healing. So what was the problem? A safe assumption would be that there was no sick people in the house. Or that no one invited any friends who needed some help to be in the presence of Jesus. It is foolishness to ask why the Lord did not perform any miracles. Jesus was doing miracles all the time. He had a moment 
The Bible says the, the presence, the power of the Lord was there. There must have been plenty in the neighborhood who needed help. Anybody has friends who you know they need help? Oh, yeah, that was a big, that was a good one. <laughs> You're like, I know one. <laughs> we all have those friends that we know they need help. We all have those friends that we know that they need some kind of <laughs> words of encouragement every morning. Or you got that one friend who said, don't talk to me until I drink my coffee. <laughs> I got one of those. I still bugger though. You see, but Jesus didn't go from house to house looking for people who needed to be cured. This is not the Jesus that we worship. Jesus did not knock on every door and say, hey, do you need healing? No, he didn't. In other stories, he, he, he had people who came to him seeking healing. People who heard his gospel and he said, because I believe that you did this, I'm going to believe that you can cure me. You see, miracles and breakthroughs are events in which God and man work together. Many of us are here because someone invited us to be here today. Many of us are here for a couple years because someone has invited us three years ago and we're here. Many of us are here because they stopped at Wawa and they saw that a church was here, so they came in and then they stayed. Someone did the initiative to invite someone in. Thanksgiving, I don't know about you, but Thanksgiving was amazing at my house, at my dad's house. It was amazing. It was delicious. I didn't eat a lot, but it was amazing. I only had turkey and bed meat. Bed meat is not healthy. Mm -mm, it's not. It's good. But I just had those two items. You see, again, we, Pastor Jose preached all week about the, the, the friend Jesus loves. Can you consider yourself as a friend that Jesus loves? Can you consider yourself as a person who is an example of Jesus on earth? When was the last time you spoke to somebody about Jesus? When was the last time we spoke to anybody about Jesus? Not a family member. Nobody here. I don't want you guys to talk about Jesus here amongst each other. You guys already know Jesus. When was, the, when was the last time you spoke to anybody about Jesus? You see, miracles and breakthroughs are events in which God and man work together. John 15, 5, if you have that up, please put that up there. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much what? For apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm not implying that God is incapable of acting independently. I'm not saying that God can't do it. I'm saying sometimes a person needs a conversation between another person. Sometimes a person needs someone to say, hey, how you doing, man? Is everything all right at home? Can I talk to you for a second? Now, now, now. You see how I said that? I didn't put no, nothing about God in there yet. Sometimes we bombard people with this Christianese that we have. These thou shalt not once and that, that's not what this walk is about. That's not what this walk is about. This walk is about being sincere. This, 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 this walk is about being transparent. That the same person I'm, that the same person, the same way I'm here is the same way I'm out there. As soon as I cross through those doors, I'm the same person no matter what. And that's the way we should live. 
We shouldn't be like, oh, there's oh, it's Sunday. Let me turn on my Christian, <laughs> my Christian sign over my head so everybody knows that I'm a Christian or a believer. No, man. This should be all the time. It should be all the time. Now, again, I'm not saying that God isn't capable of acting independently. Because he certainly is. But however, what I'm expressing is that God's desire for you to have faith in his ability. He only desires you to have faith in his abilities. The audience had faith in Jesus and were genuinely interested in his what? Teachings. That was the first group. The audience that were just there just to listen to his teachings. But sadly, none of them care to take an initiative to bring their problems to him. No one cared to bring people into his presence. Right now, we got a good attendance, but there's more spots that we could fill here. There's more people that need to know about this Jesus. Now, I'm not saying pull their arm and bring them here. No, I'm saying allow them to see Jesus through you so that they can be motivated to come on a Sunday. Say, hey, there's something, there's something that you're doing that I want. There's something that you're doing. You have a calmness in the way that you speak. I want that in my life because I'm all jacked up. I need help. And I'm about to be like, I need help too. You should come on a Sunday. I got some awesome friends here who would love you, who would care for you, who would give you a hug, who would smile. If you don't like smiling, they won't smile, but they might. But this story also talks about a third group. A third group. In this story, a much smaller group. The core group. A core group. This group was built up of people who really believed in what Jesus spoke about. They weren't in the room, but they believed so much. So much in their heart that they were like, we can't have this opportunity pass. We have to use this opportunity to care for somebody else, to help somebody, to have somebody reach their breaking point. They heard that the great physician was amongst them. And who's that? That's Jesus. The great healer was amongst us. Who's that? Jesus. The great uh, 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 answer of prayer. Who's that? Jesus. They also had faith in him, but their faith was different. Unlike others who professed to have faith but did nothing, these men decided to take initiative. How many initiative takers I have in this place today? Amen? I got like four over here. Over here? Initiative takers. Just do things. Look, look sometimes you got to look crazy sometimes. Like, what is this guy doing? I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing Jesus work. That's what I'm doing. To you, it might look like nonsense, but there's something happening. And I can't allow this moment to pass. You see, they thought as to how they can use this rare occasion to bless their friends. The message is titled, again, the message is titled, and that's why I, I spoke about it. It's, it's, it's entitled, The Breaking Point. Because God wants true believers to be the catalyst for someone else's life-changing event. What does this mean for us as believers? The Bible says faith without actions is what? It's dead. You can have faith. You can have faith. There's a lot of people that have faith today about the Eagles game. A lot of people. Look, my man has so much faith he has the Eagle jersey on. And he's saying buy this miraculous Outfit that I'm wearing, this jersey that I'm wearing, that number one player is going to be amazing today. 
He has action. There's an action that's happening. He believes. He's going to sit down. He's going to eat his food. He's going to sit down, watch TV, and like cheer them on. There's an action. But for some reason, when we're in this walk with Christ, we don't want to provide the action. Are y'all listening? We don't want to provide the action. We pray, 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 pray. But there's no action. There's no parts that we do. Oh, God got my back. It's okay. I'm just going to pray to him. I'm just going to believe in him. No. What are you doing? All my life, I struggled in school. When I got married, my wife was intelligent. You know, I had to compete against her. No, so I'm just playing. But I saw her and I said, wow, I have to, I have to show that I got it all together. <laughs> Guys, I was married and I still had to show that I had it all together. So I went back to school and I did it. I got my bachelor's degree. I did it. The problem is that some people say I want to do it, but they don't do it. This is what the Bible is saying. Faith without action is dead. Anyone has the ability to believe in the power of God and claim to have faith. However, however, it is meaningless until we take what? It is meaningless until we take? Look, I have a cross. This cross doesn't do anything. It has no power. It just reminds me of what took place on, 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 on that cross. That's all it does. It has no power. You know what has power? The word. When I spend time with the God and I, and I read his word and I pray, that relationship that I'm building allows me to endure all of the obstacles that I'm going to face. That is the action of my faith. But mo all of us have the faith with no action. God is seeking those who are willing to take the initiative today. Individuals who are unafraid to take the next step in bringing others to him or to share his gospel. Let me tell you, I like speaking to people about God my way. Sometimes I'm like, hey, what's up? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. You're good? You're good? You're sure? And they're looking at me like, what's going on? I'm like, no, I'm just, what's, what's going on? And as soon as I say that, they just start opening up. And I said, you know what? I, I really can't solve those problems, but I can introduce you to someone who can. I, I admit it. I say, I'm, I'm not the best person to solve your problem, but I can introduce you to someone who can. And that's, that's, that's the opportunity that I use to minister the gospel of Christ in their life. The Bible says 31.8. This is something I want everyone to have, like highlight it, have highlighted, get a tattoo of it if you want, whatever you want to do. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. I got to read this again. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail nor abandon. Yeah. Let's stop acting like we're, we're abandoned. We're not abandoned. This is a promise that the Lord said in Deuteronomy 31 8. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. God is your representative. Everywhere you go, He's there. His presence is there. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. The paralyzed man in this story, let's go back to the story. There's a paralyzed man in this story who needs a healing. 
The paralyzed man in this story not only experienced physical healing, but received spiritual healing. He became a born-again Christian. He became a born-again believer because of what? His friends. Because his friends took the initiative, all of this happened. Because his friends took the initiative, a break point happened. A breaking point happened in his life. Do you have a friend who said, man, I, I can't imagine where I would be without you in my life? Anybody have one of those friends? Where they say, man, I, I just, I was, I was all over the place, but you came in my life and you changed it. Imagine if you were able to show them Jesus and say, hey, you just don't only need me, you also need Jesus. You see, we should strive to be that kind of friend who takes initiative when, when, when we help others. We become a channel to God's power to manifest in their lives. When we help others, we become a channel for God's power to manifest in their lives. Every morning at 6.33, Pastor Jose wakes up early, not at 6. He doesn't wake up at 6. He wakes up earlier. Why? Because he's preparing the atmosphere in his house. He's preparing the atmosphere in his house so that he can have a word of encouragement for you guys for that morning. And guess what? It just doesn't only stop there. The day before, he's already preparing for the next day. So every day he's preparing, he's preparing, he's preparing, he's preparing, he's preparing. Why? Because he wants God, he wants God to use him so that we, he can express the power that God has so that God can manifest in your life every morning. That's crazy. You guys already said we already celebrated 200 something days of prayer. Think about that. 200 something days of prayers. Last year was 200 something days of prayer too. 400 something days we've been praying. Think about that. The brave volunteers, the proud, the few, the morning prayer team. <laughs> Wake up every time at 633 to pray. That's amazing. That's incredible. And I can't wait for it tomorrow because I'll be praying with you guys. At 633, I'm going to be fired up. Can't wait. Put your bottoms down because I might be screaming. <laughs> you see, when we help others, we become a channel for God's power. It provides the opportunity for us to share what? The gospel of Jesus. Think about the last time you helped someone or share the gospel with somebody. Just think about it. When was the last time? When was the last time? Like, think about it. Like, mm. I want you to know that you are not unqualified. To speak about Jesus. I want you to know that you are not unqualified. Stop saying that you have to go to seminary school to speak about Jesus. Stop saying that you have to take some classes of biblical theology to speak about Jesus. Stop it. Stop it. Because Jesus is the one who qualifies you. Who? Jesus. That time that you're spending when no one is looking, reading your Bible, he's qualifying you. That time that you're spending um, on praying, he is qualifying you. Stop thinking that you have to have all these qualifications to spread the gospel of Jesus. You can. I have no, there's nothing bad about that. If you want to go, go ahead. I have a couple seminary stuff that I did. But I want you to know you do not have to. The fisherman followed Jesus because Jesus said, follow me. He didn't say, hey, after you get your degree, come follow me. He didn't say that. He said, follow me. It's time. Let's go. I got things to do. We got to go. We got a world to change. God is still changing the world. 
And he needs you to change the world. Oh, that, was, that was horrible. He needs you to change the world. Come on, get excited. The Bible says in James 1.27, pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. That says it right there. What is our walk? It's not about how many verses we can memorize. It's not about that. It's caring for people. It's loving people. It's, it's, it's allowing people to see you and see Jesus in you. That's it. Caring for the orphans. Caring for the, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, widows. And caring, caring for the homeless. And, and, I, and it's funny because I actually see people who say, I'm too old. It's the, you know, these kids are crazy these days. These kids are crazy, but guess what? You, you were just like that a couple years ago. You were just like that a couple years ago. We have a generation that is dying because of the lack of adults who want to present an activation of Jesus in their life. I see that every day at the school that I work for, at. I, I see a whole bunch of kids who are just sad, who just need somebody to say, what's up, how you doing? You want to play some ball? Let's, let's hang out. Let's chill. You, you want to hang with this old guy? Let's, let's just chill. I have a couple of kids who sign up for a, a, I'm doing a race. I can't run, run for nothing. But we're going to do it like a running race because I want to see how fast they can run. They're going to outrun me. I know. But I'm doing it so that I can be a part of their life. But I can, that can be a, an example. Hey, this guy named Mr. C who's in my class, man, one time I beat him so bad. Made that boy, he, 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 he couldn't even breathe. That's how bad I beat him. See, I want to be a story in that child's life. There's a lot of people who just need someone to be a story in their life of an action that happened. Strive to be a friend who is incorruptible so people can see Jesus in you. As a friend, my, other, my second point, as a friend, we need to have the kind of faith that persists. The kind of faith that persists because the house was so crowded in the story, because the house was so crowded, the entrance were all blocked, man. It was no way of getting in. How many times do we hear people and they're telling us about their issues and we're like, bro, I can't even help you. You're like, bro, there's no answer. I can't. I can't help you with this issue. It's just like the house. The house is filled with what? People who want to be in the presence of Jesus and people who are just there just to see Jesus fail. And where are the true believers at? Outside. Trying to find a way to bring that guy to the presence of Jesus. Now think about it. Which one are you? Are you the one that is there just to get some word and get, get yourself filled? Or are you there trying to see me fail in this message today? Or you're the one trying to say, I got to bring somebody next Sunday. I got to bring somebody next Sunday. I got to tell somebody about the 633 morning prayer. I got to tell somebody about the women group that meets every Wednesday. I got to tell somebody about the men's group that meets all the time soon, hopefully, and, and, and later on in the wintertime. I got to tell, like, what kind of believer are you? Because the house was so crowded, it was difficult to enter so carrying the paralyzed man into the house was going to be totally impossible. Their only option available at that point was the first. They could have blamed God. God, we can't heal this guy. God, he cannot get healed right now. They could have blamed each other. Bro, you came late. 
You came late. They could have blamed the guy who skipped arm day at the gym. Let me tell you something. When I was sick, my wife was carrying me. When I was sick with my, uh, my MS relapse, my wife had to walk me to the restroom. And I'm, I'm a heavy dude. So imagine someone without complete mobility and you're carrying him and, and the blessing is there, but you can't get through there because there's a lot of people who are trying to get their blessings for themselves and are not allowing you to enter. That's a lot of weight. They're holding you. They're shaking. The guy who skipped arm day is like, bro, I can't do it. Uh, I'm weak. But his friends chose none of the above. His friends chose not to give up. Don't give up on someone that you're talking to right now. If they're using you as a vessel to, to, to pour their information in, make sure that you can be that vessel. You can receive that information, but then fill them up with some God information, with some Jesus information. Say, hey, yeah, I've been through that, but guess what? Jesus did this to me. Let me pray over you. Their faith was so persistent that they weren't ready to give up. Are you ready to give up this morning? Are you ready to give up this morning on this walk? No. Are you ready? No. Oh, come on, man. Are you ready? No. Like I said earlier, their faith was persistent that they weren't ready to give up. Let me give you a description of this house that they were in. The layout of the house was typically like a garage. It looked like a little, little garage kind of for us. It was a, a, a one-bedroom home with a flat roof accessible uh, by means of an outside stairway. The roof itself was usually made of wooden beams with a thatch. Thatch is like a mix of straw, reeds, palm leaves, or similar materials. So that's what the, the roof was made of. And then sometimes they would put tiles in there to just make sure things didn't fly away. You see, his friends couldn't push through the crowds, but they found a breaking point. They, they carried the paralyzed man up the stairs to the roof and broke through the roof and allowed the man through the ceiling to where Jesus was. Their faith was a faith of persistency. So God gave them away. Their faith was what? A faith of what? Persistency. This walk needs us to have a faith of persistency. Just because you prayed one day, I don't know if God is going to answer that quick. Sometimes you got to pray a little bit more. Sometimes you got to serve a little bit more. Sometimes you got to do things, not saying that your action is going to allow your prayer to be answered quicker. But God wants to see how much you believe in him. God wants you to wear a Jesus jersey, like I said in my last message. Look at my man, he got an Eagles jersey. Hopefully the Eagles win. We don't know. I talked to him and he said, I don't know, bro. I don't think they're going to win. But... That's what he said. I'm not going to throw that out. Look, <laughs> don't ask me. I don't know about football. I just, I just like to bug people who do. Their faith was a faith of persistency, so God gave them a way. Man, when you're persistent, God is going to give you a way. No matter what hurdles you go, stay persistent and God will give you a way. Now, what does this mean for believers like us? When confronted with challenges, we often fall to temptation of giving up too soon. Sometimes we're right there. We're just like a couple feet away 
from the blessing. And because it's getting on our nerves and because we haven't heard anything yet, we just want to just give up and say, God, I'm done. I'm done. I'm walking away. But God is telling us to be persistent. Continue to be persistent. This walk isn't easy. It's not. Especially when you're comparing yourself to other people in the world. Especially if you're looking at people on Facebook or Instagram and seeing all the filters that they're putting on their pictures. And then you say, wow, look at that person. That person got it all together. And then you're looking at yourself and you're like, man, my life is messed up. God is not worried about what you think about that person. God is worried about you. Just stop worrying about other people. Be persistent in your relationship with me. Be persistent in your relationship with me. Keep seeking me out. Keep looking for me. I want you to know that when my son got sick a couple months ago, he had brain surgery. I could have said, I'm done. I could have said, God, I'm through. My son had liquid that was found, about five mLs, right, babe? Five mLs of this liquid. We still don't know what it is. We came back from vacation, and they took all this fluid out of his brain. I could have lost my son. My son could have died. On top of the type 1 diabetes he's dealing with, he's dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. And I look at him, and I look how strong he is, and I said, son, your dad can't quit now. Your dad can't quit believing in the God that he serves. So in that hospital room, me and my wife kept praying. Even though we had other doctors coming in, we kept praying. We kept showing some form of persistency. Does it feel good sometimes? No. But you just have to be persistent. There's a lot of people who go to the gym. They're persistent in getting those packs. Stop looking at my boy Chris. Leave him alone. Sorry, bro. I got you, bro. Not everybody's persistent. <laughs> you see, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people who have different goals that they're persistent at, but then they're absent in the persistency that God is seeking from you. God wants you. God, God, God loves you. God cares for you. He just wants you to be persistent in your relationship with him. While many individuals are brave enough to start endeavors, only a few possess the unwavering faith to keep pushing through. There's only a few of us that can keep pushing through. They can just brush it off. Oh, I'm used to this. <laughs> this happens all the time. That means something great is coming to my life. I just got to push through. Tell your neighbor, I just got to push through. I just got to push through. There's a breaking point. I just got to push through. It is through relentless determination and perseverance that the Lord paves a path for those who relentlessly push forward. I want to give you an example. Perseverance can sometimes feel like trying to move a huge boulder that God wants you to move. Yet it doesn't even move a couple inches. You're pushing. You're pushing on this boulder and it's not moving. You're not even seeing the dirt pile up because you're pushing. It's showing you that, no, it's nothing is happening. You're, you're pushing and you're getting mad. You're like, babe, give me some C4 pre-workout powder so I can get the strength so that I can keep pushing this boulder. And I want you to know that sometimes we think that we can push this boulder and, 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 and overcome how heavy this boulder is. And God is saying, you keep pushing it. That's great. But know that I'm taking, taking that away from you soon. Amen. You see, God will always listen to your prayers. 
He just needs persistency. That boulder that I'm pushing, that boulder that I'm pushing, I am not seeing anything, but God is saying, I just need to see you keep pushing. I'm going to take it away from you so that you can go through, but I just need to see you push. Some of us are looking like, what is going on here? Today, I want you to be persistent in who you are as a friend to others. However, it is impossible to recognize that our task is simply to continue pushing the rock. Yeah, it's hard, man. Sometimes when there's issues in our lives and we're tired and we're tired of pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing, we get so fed up and we're like, God, I can't take this no more. And God is trying to say this, bro, just stay focused. Your answer is coming. The the prayer that you've been praying for is going to be answered. You just have to keep pushing. You just have to keep believing in who I am. You just have to continue to believe in who I am in your life. You have to push. You have to push. You have to push until something happens. Put that up there. Put that up there. Push until something happens. How do we push? With persistency. In our character, in our way of life, that's how we push. And the way we talk to people, that's how we push. We keep pushing. We keep pushing. And as we're pushing, we're pushing guys like this. I got you back. That, that prayer is about to get answered. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. But sometimes we don't want to push and we want God to answer prayers. Pray until something happens. When was the last time you got on your knees and said, God, I can't do this no more? When was the last time your kids saw you cry? You're like, Pops, what's going on? When my son was in the hospital bed, he said, Dad, what's, what's going on with you? I said, Bobby, nothing's going on, Bobby. I'm just sad. I, I could cry. I'm just emotional. I just don't want to see you in pain. He's like, Papi, I'm okay, Papi, I'm okay. I had to keep pushing. I kept pushing. I kept pushing with my wife. We were in the hospital room praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. They took the fluids out. Everything started, started healing quicker than we imagined because we kept pushing. When you pray, do not cease to push. Ceasing to pray indicates a lack of faithfulness in one's prayer life. The book of James strictly warns us against unfaithfulness in our prayers. Wake up, 633. Pray with us. Spend some time with Jesus. Spend some time preparing that friend that you're going to be for somebody else. Spend some time preparing that friend that you're going to be for somebody else. Third point, as a friend, we need the kind of faith that justifies. Ooh, what's justify? I'm going to tell you. You see, Jesus noticed that the paralyzed man need for spiritual healing as well as a physical healing was something no one else knew. Jesus knew what the paralyzed man needed. He probably already had him in his mind. Say, this guy, I know this guy. I've seen this guy. When I walk to this house, I know the healing that he needs. This is why Jesus pardoned the paralyzed man, Luke 5.20. Because of the faith of his friends and their action, Jesus allowed him to receive what he has been waiting for all his life. Jesus never spoke one word to that man probably. But why did he get healed? Why did he get his prayer answered? Because his friends allowed it. His friends saw the pain and the hurt that he had inside of him, and he brought him to the presence of of God who can answer those prayers. You understand that right now we're in a world where it's all about me, it's all about I, it's all about what I can get out of a situation. 
What we need to be about, this is what you can get from God. This is what you can get from God. Don't worry about hanging out with me. Let, me. let me show you who God is. Let me show you who God is in your life. Let me show you who God is in my life. Let me show you all the blessings that I've received. Let me show you all the blessings that I've, I've been able to do through the works that God has allowed me to do in his ministry. There's so much work to be done. There's so much work to be done. And God is just looking for people, for, for people and friends to have persistent faith that that kind of faith that can also be justified, man. Jesus already knew his issues. Jesus could have went with him after he uh, left the house and he could have prayed for him, but he was just waiting to see what those men that were outside being blocked by all those other believers and all those other people who wanted to see Jesus fail, he just wanted to see how they were going to enter into the room. Many times, there's people who come here and they're seeking answers and they're seeking some kind of prayer and they're seeking a life-changing experience. But they're not able to receive it because we are blocking them from receiving their blessing. We're blocking them from receiving their blessing. Verse 20 says, and David, you probably don't have that, or whoever's in the back, you probably don't have this. Of Luke 5 says, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. And then we read at verse 21, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law said to themselves, who does this man think he is? That's blasphemy. Let me tell you something. Even in your walk, people are going to believe that you don't believe. Even in his walk, people are going to believe you don't believe because you're not like everybody else. It's okay to not be like everybody else. Jesus is looking for a crowd of people who are fired up to speak about Jesus. Who are fired up to speak about what Jesus has done in their life. Now, I'm not saying get a stage and put it out in the streets and preach to everybody and say that they're all going to hell. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that Jesus wants people that can be so transparent to other people that through your transparency, they can have a connection with Jesus. So instead of imitating the behaviors of the Pharisees and of the teachers of the law, let us strive to become friends who consistently guide others towards Jesus. Let's be friends who consistently, you play basketball, you know about Jesus? Oh my God, hold up. Let me break your legs right now. Ah! Be those kind of friends. Don't be those kind of friends who carry the big Bible and they're so sanctified that you're untouchable. Don't be that kind of friend. Be like Jesus. Get your face dirty. Put your hands in the mud. Spit in your hands. Heal somebody. Be a believer who just does things that no one be like, oh, are you sure you're Christian? Yes, I'm Christian. I love him so much, man. He got my back. If it wasn't for Jesus, I wouldn't be here right now. I was an alcoholic and he made me new. I was checking out pornography, but he made me new. I was at the club driving like it's hot, but he made me new. <laughs> but how can you be like that if you're just showing a, a picture of who Jesus is, but you're not showing who Jesus is in your life? I told you this all the time. I go to work sometimes and I'm talking to people. I don't tell anybody that I'm a pastor. I don't, I don't say that I'm an assistant pastor here at Scarlet. No, I don't say, say it to nobody. Um, they just see the way I speak. They see the way I laugh. They see, they're like, you're so happy. Why? I said, man, it's Jesus, man. I can't be mad. I got my wife. I got my kids. I got those benefits. <laughs> Why am I going to be mad? I got no reason to be mad. Because the God I serve continues to bless me. 
all the time. Even when I have the little, that's a blessing. Even when there's a little bit, there's a blessing. That's the kind of friend I am, though. People like, Jose, you got to come to my room. These kids are crazy. You need to pray for me. I'm like, girl, hold up. I don't even got to go to your room. I just want to pray for you right now. Dear Lord, bless this lady. She's going through crazy stuff over there. Protect her, guide her, and allow all the weapons that are forming against her to not prosper. And the reason why I say that is because normally most of the time we're like ducking books because we deal with kids who have behavior issues. And she's like, Jose, I need you. And I go over there and I pray. And then the other friends I have, they're like, Jose, you want to come with us for happy hour? I said, I'm going to drink water. <laughs> but I'll hang. See, don't allow yourself to put a barrier up, up in front of someone else's blessing. Sometimes people want to be so holy and sanctified that they, 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 they hurt somebody to receive their blessing. They stop somebody from receiving their blessing. They, 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 they put so many obstacles that people are like this. I have to be like this to talk to you. I'm like, no, you don't have to be like nothing. Just talk to me. I want to show you who Jesus is. I want to express the love of Jesus that I have in my life. Don't be that friend, please. Don't be that friend who are, who's putting walls up and not allowing people to speak to you. Show love, show, show, show mercy, show grace. Introduce him to Jesus. The faith and action of those four men were truly captivating. Those guys, man, they, you, we don't know how long they were holding this man. We don't know how long. He, they were probably holding him up for like a couple hours. We don't know. But their faith was so captivating. They were ready to bring their friend to Jesus no matter the obstacle they face. We must Never, we must never forget the profound sacrifice that Jesus made to restore our connection with our Heavenly Father. Jesus is a perfect example of a good friend. He gave his life for you. He gave his life for you. He gave his life for you. Barati, he gave his life for you. So that you don't have to carry all this load that life brings to you. He did that for you and for me. Even when you're saying, God, just, it's, let me get myself ready. Let me get myself ready so I can come to church. He don't care about that. He's like, let me in. Let me in. Look for me. Seek me. So I can bless your life. So I can, so I can show the light and shine the light in your life. We must never forget the profound sacrifice Jesus made to restore our connection. With our Heavenly Father. He showed us true friendship by loving his disciples and followers. Despite experiencing betrayal by Paul and Saul. He, 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 he experienced some betrayals. Like how we all do when we have friends. You got that one friend who just ain't right sometimes. And you're like, I still love you. You're a knucklehead. But I still love you. His ultimate act was giving up his own life on the cross for us. Even now, he patiently is interceding for us before his father. He's saying, God, give this man a break. You sent me to die on that cross for this dude. This one right here. Give him a break, God. He's messing up. But just remember that when he is screwing up, you see me. You've seen what I did for that man. You've seen what I did for that lady. You've seen what I did for those brothers and sisters that are fighting at home or that, that house is, that, that, that is becoming flipped upside down because there's so much chaos. Why? Because God is in the present. 
But there's so much chaos that you're like, Jesus is like, God, something is, something's about to happen. Give him a chance. Give him a chance, Jesus. Give him a chance, God. Don't give up on him. You see, sometimes I have to, I have to read the Bible like that because we read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and we just read it as like a document. And it is a document. But you have to give life to it. You have to give life to the verses that you read. He is right now in heaven praying for you right now. He's saying, God, Kiara is crazy, but you love her. He's right now saying, Chris wants to scream for help, but Crystal has his arm. So he can't say nothing. God, help her. Help, help Christian. You know, God is up there interceding for us. You know how you guys say, Pastor, can you pray for us? Jesus is already praying for you. He's already praying for you. You just have to make sure your relationship with him is right. And he longs to have a meaningful and personal relationship with us today. He wants more of you, more of you than you will ever know. He wants you to be a vessel that carries his gospel and his word everywhere you go without being kind of weird. I just wanted to leave you with this message. I'm going to continue to talk about this message next week. But I wanted to tell you guys that there's a lot of hurt people right now in this world. And there always have been hurt people. But the one issue that has been um, the biggest impact in many people's life is that they haven't had a true friend who was willing to sit down with them and to care for them and to love them and to show them the love of Jesus. Did you guys get something today? Did you guys get something today? Can we all stand to our feet? That's all I want. I only want you guys to be good friends. I encourage you guys to be good friends. I encourage you guys to be the light amongst this darkness. I encourage you guys to just, if there's some friends that have been doing dirty to you sometimes, forgive them. You know why? Because a grudge is not worth that much. It's not, it's not worth your, your, your time, any patience in the world. Sometimes you just have to forgive them and say, I love you. Don't worry about it. Let's, let's keep moving on with our life. Because the biggest thing right now is so that everyone can be introduced to Jesus all around the world. That is the job we're here to do, is to introduce Jesus to everyone. Everyone, no matter what race, no matter what ethnicity, to everyone. We're going to introduce Jesus to everyone. I just want you guys to know that he loves you and he cares for you. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray right now, Lord. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.